Hello everybody this is outrageously me a podcast for outcast and an ode to self this is all of me your host ree and today we're going to talk about the price you pay for being yourself hello traders how you all been doing It's been a while since I did just the audio only podcast. I did a couple of video ones with a host and today I'm stepping down to basics. The basics of me and you and what we speak on this podcast. I speak a lot about being yourself and I speak a lot about being outrageously choosing yourself. But what is the price do you pay for choosing yourself? And is it worth it? That's exactly what we are going to explore today. Let me start off by saying I was speaking in a college, um, Lamnan College to be precise, in Mississauga and had fun speaking to students. It was so good and the topic was well, how to depend to your superpowers of being you and succeed in life. It was fantastic. I started off asking the students as to what they think a successful person's appearance would be or what do they visualize when they visualize about a successful person so all of them talked about mostly male dressed up nicely in suit and speaking good english being confident and all those things and some of the girls said it could be a female nicely dressed up in suit and being successful earning well and speaking good english and so on and so forth and once they all calm down about <laughs> how the successful person looked like i asked them why they didn't choose themselves why wouldn't a successful person look like them and that's how i started my presentation my presentation was more about what is a professional success it looks like for them and how they can identify their vulnerabilities and their strengths and use them in order to get where they want to go as what they defined as success to them because success to me is different from success to you and and in most cases like success is defined by what we do in the society like how much we earn and the kind of car we drive and the house we live in where we live in and things like that but that's what we have to look about right like that's what we have to think about success by itself is very elusive like it's is it something that you do to make yourself happy or is it something that you do to make someone else happy that's what that's what is a starting point of discussion for being successful and quite interestingly there is also a good starting point for discussion for being outrageously you like what's the price you pay to be you and i want to start with a specific incident that has happened to me and there's so much around this incident and it's it's hard for me to talk about it but i think it's going to make a lot of sense when you listen to this this is here million dollar worth content right here and i'm very very sure that you're going to nod your head as you're listening to this so in the presentation i spoke about how we can choose you and how you should be choosing you in different circumstances and i was using my own experience as a 
benchmark for them to understand what they can do to choose themselves as an example i told them that when my dad asked me to choose being gay or to be the son he wanted to get married to have children and things like that i chose to be me and that costed me my relationship with my dad and that's exactly what i told these students and i moved on to different topic because in my mind that was one liner like i spoke about self harm i spoke about mental health i spoke about you know uh, having to compete with heterosexual um norms of the society and all those things but i never spoke about specifically about the relationship with parents other than that one liner but when i finished my speech um when i said faq <laughs> the ants that raised were all were talking about my relationship with my dad and i wasn't prepared for it at all like when you write a poem or when you write a play or when you write a book it's the work that you've done and when people comment on the work although it's going to feel painful because it's your baby that you've created it's not directly proportional to your personal life but for me and people like me when i put myself out there in in the work that i do like being it writing on linkedin or giving a speech or doing this podcast i am 100% me i'm talking personal things about my life and it's all out there in public to comment both positively and negatively while one can handle positive comments it's very very difficult to handle a negative comment especially when it's aimed at your personal life i'll give you an example when i adopted my kid i posted about this on linkedin and the first message i got from a stranger who was not even connected to me was how two gay parents sexually abused their child somewhere and that it's common for gay parents to sexually abuse their child and that's i'm sick of that i should get off the linkedin and i should give back my child to child service that's the kind of message i would receive all the time and this is really hard because in my mind the value i'm creating by speaking out loud is very tangible i wanted to be the person i never had when i grew up i wanted to be the person who could tell a kid out there who is brown and who's thinking about hurting himself that it's okay to be gay that it's going to get better is going to find its path and he's going to get to the place that he wanted to go just in time nobody told me that i wish somebody told me so i didn't have to repeatedly cut myself to self harm i wish somebody had told me this so i didn't have to take 48 pills to kill myself I wish somebody had told me so I could have spent less days crying about bridging the gap between who I am and who the society wanted to just being happy. And that's exactly what I'm doing these days. Putting it out there for somebody like me. And this is this is valuable, right? Like this is going to change the way people think about themselves, isn't it? and when i'm outrageously myself i also invite and i give the space for other person to be outrageously themselves and that's a powerful place in my head whereas the comments one the comments like the one i shared is is 
is very very hard to go through like that experience of getting that comment reading that comment was very hard for me especially because i was abused when i was 11 as a child so here i am abused at 11 sexually by somebody in the family my dad not showing up for me and me not having a relationship with my dad and me becoming a dad to five year old and this relationship can be perceived as a sexually exploiting relationship while i'm in therapy so this is something really really hard for me to navigate and and i'm being very open and naked today because i wanted to touch on the cost we pay or the price we pay to be ourselves so sometimes i wonder like why do i do this why do i do this to myself i could just be happy in my case it's also interesting because you know i i am a political statement like people can exist get married have a child and it it will all be fine but in my case i am a political statement me being gay and saying i'm gay is a political statement me being or me being in love is a political statement me getting married is a political statement me having a baby big political statement so i didn't have to do anything to be politically correct or incorrect on some people's mind and that receives a lot of criticism and feedback which sometimes is very hard to take in and the price i'm paying is too high so coming back to the situation with lambdan college so the fq starts and everybody who raised their hands they were all asking about my strange relationship with my dad some of them suggested that i should try to make it up with him and make him proud and some of them suggested that i don't have much time because he's probably going to die um and then all of them thought that i was wrong in choosing me over choosing to be the version that my dad wanted and that was a scary space to be in i was there so empowered out there empowering these people on that podium and then i was stripped naked i wanted to hide i wanted to run away like the cartoon character with ad beneath or or sorry ad behind it i wanted the the earth underneath me to open up and gobble me entirely so i wouldn't exist at that moment i wished i wasn't there i wish i wasn't there anywhere and that was scary for me although i had reasonable answers very good ones in fact but i they chose not to come out <laughs> i was dumbstruck and i looked around and i thankfully had my friend with me and she came to rescue without me asking for it and that was fantastic Kavi if you're listening thank you so much for that moment. She explained to the kids that why and how Indian kids feel like a burden to their own parents. And that is not the right approach to look at it. And I expanded on that later on. Like the very fact that these kids are in abroad taking either a student loan or loan from their parents makes them believe that they have to give something in return. by either getting married to the partner of my of their parents choice or fulfilling the dream of 
buying a house in abroad and bringing their parents abroad and in essence it's very transactional that the parents do something to give you a good life and then you do something in return it's not an act of love it's not an act of extension of of what they chose to do like by becoming parents but it's all on the kids to repay the mercy the life that value that was given to them by their own parents to some extent many parents including indian parents wants to use this as a way to control their kids you know believe me i want to control my kid too like i want my kid to go to bed at the right time eat right food you know study well and things like that but i wouldn't want to show up in his life as somebody who sacrificed everything so he has to do the same for me i don't think that's the good equation that should be created between father and the son and me being a father now i can totally understand this this generational trauma of unhappy kids becoming unhappy parents like my parents wouldn't have been able to live their best life because their parents did not allow them to like my parents wanted me to do certain education because they couldn't do it themselves like engineering or computers or things like that it's interesting isn't it like parents trying to live through their child and i want to stop that and it's a hard job to go through like becoming a parent and stopping that generational trauma cycle and starting new and breaking that cycle is so hard on your mental health well so we are talking layers of layers uh, layers and layers of you know mental health issues and parenting and all those things but going back to the conversations with lambda college students none of them could believe that i i caught a strange from my dad like in my own defense my dad asked me not to come to his funeral and not to perform his last rites as a firstborn because in his own mind in his own words i am the sin he committed in all his past life and he had nothing to do with me so i gave him what he wanted i removed myself from his life now did i try to make up for it probably at one point but i wasn't very happy because i didn't want to choose him over me choose his version of me over me to be exact and now i understand the kinds of you know parenting burden that was thrust on me thrusted upon me like say, we talk about sexual abuse and physical abuse there is also a spiritual abuse that that's what i learned recently like parents using scriptures as a way to control their kids and that's not right in my case i was put into conversion therapy once my parents knew uh, came to know that i was gay and i had to do certain rituals like chant certain mantras and uh, sleep with a coconut <laughs> when i say sleep with a coconut don't have your thoughts it's like sleeping next to a coconut that i have to take care of for a couple of days and then i had to go to temple on the next day and wear certain um i think orange colored clothing or something and donate that coconut and pray to god to change me to a heterosexual man 
which is interesting because the god i was asked to pray to is ardhanarishwara a god who has both male and female form attached to each other like if you if you take a look at the ardhanarishwara on online it's basically half male and half female together split in half and half and you know together so you get what i'm saying so it's it's almost hypocritical that i had to pray to a god who is kind of transgender whereas i have to ask for the god to change my sexuality to something i wasn't and the rich scriptures of hindu mythologies and stories talks about kings who became a you know female version and adorned female clothing and became a girl to survive or something like that and queens who became mothers and then transitioned to father example shikandi and two male gods rising get together example shiva and vishnu with uh, ayappa and things like that and god can dress up in many different forms including female forms and that's totally acceptable to my dad's eyes whereas i cannot exist in that world quite interestingly this does not come from the values that he learned as well so where did it come from thanks to 200 years of british influence so the colonial laws bought it bought its sodomy prosecutions with it so section 377 which is basically two men having sex was considered sin under christian law and that's what has been dictated to my parents and that's what changed in the last 200 years now although the original uh, religion spoke highly of diversity and inclusion this colonization has changed it all so he bought into the idea and he had a status to maintain as a priest in the society and that ego made him say things like you know i can still get married to a girl still living a secret gay life that was appalling that's what he told me to do when he realized i couldn't change so you were so desperate at one point to get me married to a girl and have a child because that's what society expected out of him that's the price he was willing to pay for the version he created for himself which is not his original version i am sure it is not i'm sure if it were you would have been very happy with choices right now so when he asked me to do that i i responded by asking him if he had a daughter would he get her off get get her married off to somebody like me and there was silence so i grew up learning hindu values but i soon realized a lot of hypocritical standards to it. it it was not equality for all and there were different caste systems and things that were not so diverse and equal so i looked up to other religions and other theologies and ideas that i could incorporate to create my own when i grew up so i learned buddhism i learned islam um i learned the values of christianity like love thy neighbor how beautiful is that how beautiful is that so to me in a sense all religions the common line is love and i took all the teachings that talked about love and nothing else and i formed my own religion 
So when I speak to my child, I, I told him, when I spoke to my child about religion, I told him that, you know what, you can choose to do whatever you want to do. And at this point, this is what I know. And I like to do certain things, like celebrate certain festivals, Hindu festivals, and create those customs at home. Because, you know, you still have to have customs and culture and all those things. It makes you happy, isn't it? It's a celebration, after all, of life. So I told my son that he he gets to enjoy that now, but when time comes, he can choose for himself. I never wanted to do spiritual abuse on my child. Like, I, that cannot be the way that we do things at our home. I learned from the worst. <laughs> oh, so coming back to my relationship with my dad, so the students were asking about why why I, I didn't take the effort to do all of those things. And it was interesting for me because, you know, it's always the onus is on kids. Kids have to patch it up with the parents, not the other way around. Kids bad to have the burden of, you know, growing up in that t- tough environment, but still be grateful for the life that they have been given. I didn't choose to be born to my dad. I didn't choose to be born as a gay to my dad. I didn't choose to go through that, what I went through to be myself. But I chose me. And that's the only choice I had. That's the only choice that I had to make to stay alive, to be exact. So, the only choice he's supposed to do was to love me unconditionally. That's the only choice you do as a parent. He didn't do that. He didn't keep up his end of the bargain. So I didn't either. So I walked out choosing me and I'm very happy for the price I paid. I'm very happy I wouldn't be there for his funeral. I'm very happy that I don't want to perform his last rites. Because to me, it's very clear. Like, as a parent myself, like, if you don't love your kid unconditionally, nothing else stays on top of that. That's like the basic building block of being a parent. Like, that's the only thing you're supposed to do for your child. Love them unconditionally, period. And then this spiritual abuse, like using scriptures to control your kid. That was another layer like that I had to navigate. The dysphoria of identity was so high. The scriptures to what I was told at home, to what I felt inside and what I was asked to do was so very confusing. And I don't think any child deserves to go through that. I don't think I deserve to go through that. So the price I paid, what I bought out of the price I paid was freedom to be myself. And I love that. I love totally being myself. So it could be applied to your scenario, whatever that may be, even though you are or not, or you are uh, in the spectrum of your community. Still, there might be areas that you want to choose for yourself and you may have to pay the price. So the price could be your relationship with others, your relationship such as with your parents, with your friends and such, and the way you'll be perceived at workplace, 
you know in public and things like that in my case the relationship i lost because it chose me endless like i lost most of my schoolhood friends um my childhood friends my school friends my college friends the companies that i worked for a because i was in closet most of the time so when i came out of closet say everybody was like oh what's happening this is not the street we knew and I'm, yeah because i tried myself to be somebody else and i couldn't carry that anymore that was a cross i carried and that was quite painful being in closet was painful as hell and i wanted to breathe i wanted to come out of that room and say i'm okay and i'm i'm gay and i'm absolutely okay being gay so that's exactly what i did and while i came out and a lot of people were disappointed that i did uh, they are still are and i'm happy they are not part of my life anymore so that's the price i paid with relationships and the other price i pay is by putting myself out there and people commenting and giving me feedback there are a lot of positive feedbacks don't get me wrong there are people who comes to me and tells me that what i do makes a difference and i am very happy to hear that as well but when the negative come and strikes it's very hard for me to work around it it's it's really hard for me to navigate it because there is so much there's so much in it that i can't unsee and hear and do so when i talk about the price you have to pay for being yourself the prices are quite extensive so when you pay the highest price in relationship it's very hard like it's it's absolutely horrible that you have to navigate finding new relationship as you redefine yourself and i think this is quite common for people who don't come out as well like when you get matured you would naturally see your school friends and your college friends falling uh, out of uh, sync and you get more a new friends so that that's interesting isn't it so i so as much as you lose relationship you also gain relationship along the way and i think it's quite common even for those who don't come out like when you grow out of your parents and you mature to a different person like you would naturally lose some relationship like friendships and relationships at home or in workplace and things like that and that's quite okay but losing a relationship based on who you are is is kind of challenging because you know at at points you would miss having that comfort of going back to the people that you spent time with and being in that relationship in that space because there was a version that existed that that played a major role in your coping up mechanism and that played a major role in you being happy and that role doesn't exist you're kind of mourning the person you've created although that person isn't real with those relationship that you lose when you pay the price of being yourself and that's hard another aspect of losing relationship is also finding new relationships it's very difficult as a person who's who you are growing to be 
to constantly redefine your values and identify those who could be part of that ecosystem who could be good enough to have it in a close tribe cycle because this this to close tribe circle has to be insanely you know the, the, the other aspect of losing relationships by choosing you is finding relationships and it's one of the hardest things to do as you grow up, it's very difficult for you to find common grounds with other people it takes a lot of effort to find good friends and to also understand who would you want to let in to your sacred inner circle because by now you are on high alert like you are on alert about people who could be part of your inner circle who have the power, power to hurt you and you want to keep that boundaries really really high and want to make sure only let in those people that you think absolutely would not do you any emotional harm and that's the hardest part losing relationship is absolutely fine you can walk out on a relationship just like that but finding new relationship to redefine how you feel connected to others is harder that's another price you pay when you choose yourself and if you are in public just like me the price you pay is really really high with the comments that you receive because it's going to cost your mental health and what else do you pay by choosing you you pay the price within yourself too like when you choose yourself when you go through that unlearning and learning period it's going to be really really uncomfortable it's going to be so confusing it's going to be so traumatic traumatic like if the divide between who you are and the who you created to cope up with others and the walk from that space to yourself is going to be really hard like it's going to be a traumatic experience for you and that's the price you will pay in choosing yourself so the price we pay in choosing ourselves is that worth it oh absolutely even after all that i've told you in this podcast i would still choose me because it's the only way that i could find peace and love for myself and i think for all of us as i grow older i think this lesson is very important to be able to love yourself no matter what and i think that's the biggest lesson you will ever learn sharing this human experience with others to be able to identify how you love yourself on different circumstances and that's very very beautiful and powerful so the prices you pay justifies the worth that you get at the end like for example let me ask you like you might be sitting in a room which has got some beautiful and costly objects your house could be filled with some that you couldn't even afford to pay but you got it anyway because you liked it and because it made you feel special like that shoes that that shirt or a bag or jewel piece of jewelry anything that you chose that was out of your budget but still you chose to get it because it made you feel worthy it made you feel wonderful inside and when you pay high price you get high returns and 
so the high price you pay in choosing yourself as the highest return that you can imagine like it's the piece of jewelry that you're going to be wearing all through your life for the rest of your life it's the piece of bag that you're going to be carrying it's the bookings it's the tiffany's diamond that you're going to wear and it's the prada t-shirt that you're going to wear it it's as costly as you and you are priceless my dear choose yourself choose yourself despite that adversities that life throws you away because you are absolutely worth it and i hope today after listening to this podcast you find a way to choose yourself because that's the only way to love yourself take care and have a good day